When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. So the first pitcher acquired of this offseason, first major league pitcher, is lefty Marco Gonzalez in a strange kind of trade with the Braves. And uh, I'm not here to talk about that. Sorry. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or hockey. I also offer Daily Shots of Steelers and Penguins. In the same place that you found this. I'll be getting to the new acquisition eventually. But anytime anything arises on the subject of payroll, I tend to pounce. Whichever way it happens to go. This came from Ben Charrington yesterday at Major League Baseball's winter meetings in Nashville. And it was in reference to payroll. I quote directly, I would anticipate us ending up above where we landed last year. Generally speaking, we expect that as we get better, the payroll will continue to climb with us. To some extent, motivation for us is if we can actually push that as we get better. Chicken or the egg, but competitiveness can help speed that up. That's the way we're operating. End quote. At Bob Nutting's restaurant, his figurative restaurant, somewhere I guess it would be near Wheeling, he will offer you whatever food he can afford, whatever service he can afford, whatever level of cleanliness he can afford. But if you, the diner, show up on a consistent basis and his restaurant becomes more profitable, then he will in turn upgrade the quality of the food, the quality of the service, and of course, he'll clean the place up a little bit. That's what's being described here. That's really it. That's so much a bigger development yesterday. Not that this is stunning or whatever, or even moderately surprising, but that it was spoken. Then anything else that'll happen this offseason, because that's peeling back the curtain to what's actually going on. That's letting you see and hear 
for yourself what I've been saying for some time now, which is nutting is terrified to invest in anything that comes with any slight semblance of risk. If you go back to 2013 to 15, the three years that the Pirates made the playoffs, and as I've shared with you on many an occasion, that was motivated from the ground up. That came from the clubhouse. That came from that group of players, that group of leaders in there who were vocal enough and felt strongly enough in themselves and in the whole operation to push the people at the top to do more, add more. And that's how you saw Ramos Ramirez come back and Justin Morneau and Joaquin Soria and all those late season additions who ended up contributing to clinching playoff berths. That never came from above. The push never came from above. The push never will come from above. When you hear this, you might hear, aha, he's cheap. And, and, and he is, but that's not the issue here because those three seasons that the Pirates made the playoffs were the three most profitable seasons under Nutting. I'm not guessing at this. The three most profitable that's the word I'm using here. It's not just the three greatest revenue streams. That's obvious. I mean, they were packing the stadium. I'm talking about profitability. I'm talking about expenditures versus revenue. Nutting made out on those three years like no other years since his tenure began as chairman in 2007. And yet he won't go back to it. Because he can't handle the thought of financial failure. He can handle the thought of baseball failure. But he can't handle this, ooh, it might not work. It, it might not be something that, that allows us to continue existing comfortably. So here we are. This is year five of Charrington's tenure. Year five of this front office. And for the most part, this on-field coaching staff and even a few of the players. Year five. And this team has grossly underspent per Major League Baseball norms over the first four years. And all you get told yesterday, you, you, the fan, the one who, you know, puts down dollars to pay for tickets to see this. All you were told yesterday was, if we're good, we'll be allowed to spend even more than we're allowed to spend now. Which, by the way, was described by Charrington, and I'm going to assume this was deliberate, as nothing more than an increase over last year. Well, last year, according to SpotTrack, the Pirates ended up paying out. Opening day payrolls don't mean anything. Never reference them. They're irrelevant. It's how much you actually pay by the end of the year. And the Pirates were right around the 80 range, 80 million for the full season, for the full payroll. So was this to mean 81? Where's the commitment? Where's the money that I'm going to guess was made 
pretty handsomely over the last four years. Where is it? I understand COVID and, and, and there were very real issues for all professional sports franchises all over the world. I'm not being dumb about that. But you can't convince me that when the median payroll across the majors in 2023 was 165 million and the Pirates came in at less than half of that, that there wasn't a marked profit, not to the ridiculous extremes that you'll hear some people put forth, but that there was a profit. Where did it go? Where did it go? Wasn't the concept here that it would be saving for a sunny day? Well, this is, this is it, right? It's year five. And you have everyone associated with this operation when they speak in public saying this is the year we're going to take a stride forward. This is the year we're looking to really push it, to compete, to contend. And now it's, well, it'll just be more than what it was last year. Oh, and by the way, for it to become even more than that... We're going to have to be successful. And as Sherrington said, that's a real, that's a real motivator for us. I I can't, I just can't with this team. When we come back, J1Q. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern. That's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone, an eating experience, underscoring the word experience. The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800-degree stone, and you do the rest. It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. Your front door. Your car. Your bike. Your computer. Your gun. Safety is a habit. Every day you lock and secure your home and everything you want to keep safe. Gun safety and responsible storage are no different and the best way to help prevent accidents, misuse, and theft. If you have a firearm, own it, respect it, and secure it. Visit projectchildsafe.org. Brought to you by the National Shooting Sports Foundation and the Bureau of Justice Assistance. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Today's J1Q comes from Andrew, who says, regarding Marco Gonzalez, when the Pirates took the approach in 2013-15 to 15 
of going out and getting starting pitchers who were coming off rough years, it was fine, right? A.J. Burnett, Francisco Liriano, Edinson Volquez, Vance Worley. Every acquisition that's not Shohei Otani seems to get raked through the coals by this fan base. It could be met with at least some cautious optimism and some skepticism, sure, and not just knee-jerk, bottom-of-the-barrel hot takes about why it's not some nine-figure starter. Most teams don't get those starters. The Angels had one last year, (laughs) didn't even make the playoffs. It's not a fair system. And yeah, Andrew, that was probably a pretty fair summation of the fans' reaction yesterday, at least, you know, to the best of my ability to gauge such things. No one was going to get excited about Gonzalez. He's 31. He looks like he's really expensive. I don't believe that he'll actually be expensive, though. Just because his contract says that he's making $12.5 million doesn't mean a thing. When the Braves got him from the Mariners, that figure went down to 7.5. And I can promise you that that figure has now since then gone way below 7.5. And as a result, what's being described as a trade probably isn't one, meaning the player to be named later or the possible cash to be sent back. Uh, it, it's, it's not real. It's not real. The Braves needed somebody to take this contract off their hands so that they can continue on with other more meaningful acquisitions. That's it. At least that's the way I see it playing out based on voluminous precedent. So what you have here is the Pirates trying to find another Jose Quintana, another Tyler Anderson, make sure they have a lefty. And they're taking a gamble that will only put them out, you know, a handful of million dollars at the most. And again, I don't think it's even going to be that much. With no risk, no baseball capital involved, no sending out a prospect or anything like that. They're banking on Gonzalez being healthy. Now they're banking on something that is far from a certainty. I'm not going to get into some long-winded medical discussion here, but anytime that I hear about a pitcher and a nerve issue, I almost instantly tune out because you don't see players come all the way back from this. I've never covered one. As soon as that term even arises, I'm like, yep, he's done. Not wishing it, obviously, just saying. And it'd be wonderful for all concerned, chiefly the athlete himself, if he can come all the way back. But it's asking a lot. It's asking a lot. Nerves don't just heal. A lot of things have to go right. Now, if they do go right, if Gonzalez becomes, wow, even like 80% of the pitcher that he was before 2023, then the Pirates are going to have themselves someone who can help them out. I don't know if he'll perform at the level that both Quintana and Anderson did, but that's what's there. I've been saying this on this show for weeks now, that anyone who's waiting For the 10-figure pitcher, anyone who's waiting for the big, big splash is going to be disappointed. Because first off, I don't even know that Ben Charrington believes 
in making that type of investment because of the fragility of all pitchers' health and all of the things that can go catastrophically wrong in their careers with the snap of a finger, unlike any position in sports. Whereas, especially coming off a year when seemingly half of the pitchers on the 40-man roster went to have Tommy John surgery, you're going to want to be really loaded with quantity more than quality. So what I think is going to be the difference this winter is instead of having one Rich Hill and one Vince Velasquez, you're going to have two Rich Hills and two Vince Velasquez's. I'm serious. And then from there, as both Charrington and Derek Shelton have brought up in Nashville this week, you've got to fix your younger pitchers. You can't just flick them off to the side or worse, bury them because you think you might have blown it with their development. Rowanzi Contreras, Luis Ortiz, Quinn Priester, Mike Burrows, and others need to remain at the forefront of everyone's consciousness inside and outside this operation. I believe that as strongly as I believe anything about the Pittsburgh Pirates right now. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. We'll do another one of these tomorrow. 